1: Look at the division they come from. They all run the ball pretty well. Um, they got big boys up front, great running back. And you know, what they do with, over the last couple of weeks, they've been running the ball very well. They've been laying on the bell cows in the backfield. So we have to come in there, go, go to Sunday with a, the with a right mindset, going to stop and run.
0: Bills' defensive tackle, Daquan Jones, there. Bills getting ready to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers this Sunday, 1 p.m. at Highmark Stadium.
2: Oh man, Josh, weather's looking to be a factor. I'm not Stop just, it. No, it's fine. It's gonna be fine. Listen, Captain Optimism's here to save the day. Yes, the weather's gonna be bad, but hey, it's Buffalo. We love this stuff. This is great. This sure. is great. This, this is, is the, sure. this is your prime playoff weekend matchup in Buffalo. Like this is why we want home playoff games.
0: I mean, I want home playoff games because I don't want the players to travel and I
2: want our fans there. Exactly. I don't really I don't really care for the but weather you aspect get that, of that. And then you get the weather too. The weather just, forecast, according to my phone, mm-hmm. twenty-five is the high, 18 is the low, forty-five percent chance of snow. Great wind all day. Okay, Great. I'm changing yeah. my mind a is. little bit, but hey, it's gonna look cool. It'll look cool. That's it, yeah, actually, that's and, that's and you know what? Right. You know what? You're playing the Steelers. If you're playing the Chiefs. Like if this how it is if if, if the Bills yeah. win and the Chiefs win and this is how it is next week then I'm like okay wait a minute this is not ideal <laughs> we got some problems here but you got to handle one week at a time yep. and it's the Steelers like I'm not trying to be that way but but they are not good they are not good and they're going to be without TJ
0: Watt so it'll definitely be interesting let's get to your calls though we got Butch on the east side Butch good morning how are we doing today
1: Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. So, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. How are you guys? And the whole ball is well with you and your families.
0: Doing very well. Thank you.
1: That's good. That's good. I just want to just tap in on something. You you know, you guys were talking about the coachings, uh, as far as the coaches that's being let go throughout the league. And it's very intriguing to me because I remember just years to years, we always wanted some top candidates to be on our staff. And I always know the teams built super teams and some people that I don't really those super coaching staffs and a lot of these guys, you know, some of these guys are not going to get head coaching jobs. So some, some of them are not going to get head head defense or offensive coordinator positions. But at the same time, the wisdom of what who they are and their knowledge of the game still can help a, a franchise organization. Now I'm not saying this rocked the bubble what we have, but it doesn't hurt to maybe bring somebody in here. Maybe when the season's over, with to add to what you already have. If Joe Brady's going to be off the corner. It doesn't hurt to have somebody, another assistant or two of them. You know, they could be like they could be like the grandfathers per se, mm-hmm. but they give wisdom. Like like Martindale, that's over with the Giants. He's a corner. He used to be the Ravens' defensive coordinator. He could come on the staff and really just bring some juice to what we already have to make our make our, our franchise more powerful in that position. So I just something to think about. I appreciate you taking my call. And you know I love WGI and everybody there. You guys have an outstanding day and keep up the good work. Thanks,
0: Butch. Have a great day, my man. And actually, on that point, I think he's spot on. And he brought up Joe Brady's name. That's what Brady was. Mm-hmm. Brady was a highly sought-after offensive coordinator after his, his few years at LSU. Goes to Carolina. Didn't go well, a lot of it due to Carolina just being a poorly run team. He had three starting quarterbacks in his final season there as <laughs> offensive coordinator. Yeah. But he was brought in as a quarterback coach. And I remember me and Joe DiBiase, who you hear on the mornings, we were ecstatic. Yeah. We were like, boom, if Dorsey works, it's Brady. Like, And it are just going to be a cycle. And I mean, ultimately, Dorsey didn't work, and it still wound up being Brady. So, you know.
2: Yeah. But the the other thing is though is but it's like, like yeah. it's not it's not like a roster where you have a set amount of spaces like if you can if you can get coaches to come here and just kind of be just hanging out like that's awesome I mean going back to Alabama like I did in, in the first segment Nick Saban was notorious for just like bringing on like a dude who
0: like a disgraced head coach who got fired and he goes cool you're gonna be my offensive specialist yep. You're just going to be, like, essentially a paid intern at 50 years old.
2: Yeah, and you're just going to chill and, like, watch what I do, and hopefully you'll resurrect your career. And and
0: build yourself back up to where, like, now you'll be, like, the quarterback coach
2: or the offensive coordinator, and like boom, go. And then, yeah, and then go find a job in the NFL or something. And that could be
0: something, again, where, like, you get a a guy in college who's either a quarterback coach or an offensive coordinator, wants to make the jump to the NFL, Mm -hmm. or, you know, again, a few of these names as well that will pop up. A a name I'm going to be interested to see that pops up and potentially is an offensive coordinator position is a guy like a Cliff Kinsbury. Mm-hmm. Who you know? Look, at disappeared. Texas, yeah, disappeared. <laughs> maybe comes back and all of a sudden like tries to revive his career. And I think not rush the steps like he, to a certain extent, was forced because when the job is there, you got to take it. I'm not right. against that. Yeah, I, I'm more against the Arizona Cardinals rushing the steps for him. But if he maybe you know takes the jump to a college office coordinator position or even an NFL head coach or office coordinator position, that could be something as well. I would not be against. As much as I rag on Cliff Kingsbury when I'm <laughs> on air. If the Bills brought him in as
2: an offensive assistant or, or QB coach or whatever, I'd be into it. Well, and the other thing, too, is is like you've seen this before. You saw it last year. Eric Bieniemy moved from the Chiefs to the Commanders, yep. a lateral move. It wasn't he got, you know, it didn't he didn't get promoted. It's going to be interesting to see what they do now that Ron Rivera's gone. But you can see that sort of thing happening in the NFL, mm-hmm. whereas maybe a Bobby Slowick or a Ben Johnson wants to leave Detroit or, te- or Houston yep. for a, a move like that. I don't know why they would, but you never know. Interesting. Chris is on the line. Chris, welcome to the show. How are we doing?
1: Hey, how you doing, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Great show. Love your guys' work. Um, Butch, I think Butch was spot on right there. And, I mean, my first taste of Belichick, and by the way, I, I love GR2, much pride. I think you guys are the Bill Belichick of the radio stations around. You guys do a great job. Love it. But my first taste of Belichick was the Super Bowl versus the Bills. When he just delivered a masterclass Mm -hmm. masterpiece against us and Jim Kelly, I mean Hostetler, come on, you know (laughs) what I mean? Uh, Brilliant. I
0: I I agree. I mean, like that. I mean, but that's where Bill Belichick kind of like made his name was as Giants defensive coordinator under Bill Parcells, who I I still have. I Bill Parcells was before our time. Yeah, I still have a a, quite a bit of reverence as a football historian. Of Parcells. There's still a part of me that thinks, like, maybe... I don't want to say he's the greatest of all time. But I do have... He's a, up there, though. But he's up there for me. And it's partially because he took a lot of rebuilding jobs. Like, mm-hmm. people do not... Or, or, I don't want to say do not remember. I, a lot of people who are older than us probably do remember. He took over a Jets team that was, like, truly a joke. Like, the Rich co-tight Jets. And, like, took them over. And, like, within two years, had him as AFC East champions. They're in the playoffs. Vinny Testaverde's their quarterback. Like, there, <laughs> there was something cool about him, And, honestly... You look back at those giant teams, and and Chris brought up Jeff Hotstetler coming mm-hmm. in for an injured Phil Sims, getting smell insults to stay awake during the game because he it, it was getting just destroyed. But it was the Bill Belichick defense. And, I mean, uh, Josh, if you ever can, and I'm now going to have a much easier time talking about Bill Belichick and Tom Brady like I did with Tom Brady when they left, listen to Bill Belichick talk about Lawrence Taylor. It is oh yeah fascinating see, how he talks about him of just like no he that man was a different breed like he talks about him with such praise mm-hmm. and then you watch Lawrence Taylor play and you're like oh, I get it you're right I yeah. get it now
2: But see like like you said like it's going to take a minute though for me to like be like okay like yeah maybe, maybe this guy wasn't so bad after all because I don't think like, he's great I still think he cheated no, but like yeah. I I can talk about him a little bit better Right but it's also so funny that like as like as you said, it was before our time. But Bills fans that have you know that experienced all the Super Bowls and everything, it's so funny how Bill Belichick was there, and you would have just thought, oh, cool, a defensive coordinator, just you know, he played it, he he coached a great game. We're never gonna see him again, or like he's gonna just kind of be there, and then he ends up being <laughs> yep. like the worst thing to ever happen to your team for like twenty years. Yep.
0: Well, like, I and I, I will tell you though, I, I I talked with Bulldog a lot about this yesterday. I don't hate the Patriots, in the sense of a rival. I hate them because they were so good and they were in my division. Yes, and I yeah. got tired of them. And, right, and they did cheat, and I didn't like that. I didn't like Brady. I, whatever. It's not like they stopped the Bills from doing anything. Right, they weren't. They the were. Bills were bad. Yeah, they weren't. The rivals. Patriots could have been whatever Brady could have left or Brady could have just been like a solid quarterback like mm-hmm. just not the greatest of all time the bill still had Trent Edwards and JP lossman as their quarterbacks they still had <laughs> Dick Turron as their head coach yeah like they weren't going to the Super Bowl and and Brady and and Belichick were holding them back that was not like a thing so I have like a different feeling with the Patriots than I do like I hate the Steelers
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like it's not like the Steelers either like stop the Bills from doing anything. I don't like the fans. I don't like the team. I don't like the Steeler way. The coach. I can't sta- no, I love Tomlin. That's actually really the thing. I love Tomlin. Yeah, I I I don't know how I feel about Tomlin. Hated Ben Roethlisberger. the, the, the Bees era with Le'Veon Bell, Ben Roethlisberger, the and Antonio Bees. Brown. Gross. I mean just horribly, horribly underachieved. Can't I, I couldn't stand them. But like yeah, I have I have way more hate for like Boston teams in general. New England, of course, is a part of that. Miami. But like the Steelers I love that the Miami rivalry is back, Josh. Yeah, see, Cause see, I, see that's I, a rivalry. Yeah, that's a rivalry. Like the, the it, it, it kind of is though, because for the Dolphins, y'all gotta beat us at some point. Well, right. In a big game, it yeah. has
2: to happen at some point for it to really be a rivalry. Right, because the only time the Dolphins have beaten the Bills in recent memory is the Heat game. Yep. And that one game at the beginning of Josh's career where he had like nobody around him. Yeah, Clay. It, it's, yep. it's a drop pass yeah, by Clay, Charles Clay, yeah. But but even then,
0: like Dolphins fans in the '70s could have said the same thing of like, guys, you have to beat us at some point. Like we've won 20 in a row here. I think that's where like that hatred comes in of just like both teams have had pure dominance, and then there's like a grace period in the '90s of like, okay, they've got Marino, we've got Kelly, and it's going back and forth. Yeah. Uh, also, another player that I find fascinating listening to Bill Belichick talk about him is the 1976 NFL MVP. Do you know who that is? I don't. Yeah. It's totally understandable. His name is Burt Jones. Bill Belichick was on the Baltimore Colts staff in the 1970s. He talks about Burt Jones like he is Tom Brady. Wow. And it is so fascinating. It is something I do find funny that, like, he never talked about Brady with, like, such praise until, like, he retired but he would talk about a guy like Burt Jones, who in 1976 again, this is the 70s, 60 completion percentage, just over 3,000 yards, 24 touchdowns, nine picks. That is his best season. That is the season he won the MVP in. And he talks about him like he was Joe Montana before Joe Montana. I just I find it fascinating. It is it is definitely something if you haven't heard him talk about Burt Jones or Lawrence Taylor. I
2: absolutely I, recommend you do it. I also love his interactions with uh, Chad o- Ochocinco. Yes. Like yeah, for well, no reason. Like, he they're just so like jokey with each other like I I don't I don't know what it is but they just make fun of each other and laugh at each other yeah it's it's great I love it let's go back to the phones we've got Brett on the line Brett what's
3: going on my man hey guys um so I just wanted to you know touch on your point that you said about Saban you know and I'm a Florida fan right and I hated going up against Alabama in that championship game but you guys were right when when you said that Saban brought in all these disgraced head coaches and made him an offensive assistant and everything. And I was just thinking that, you know, Sean could do the same thing. You know, Pete Carroll yesterday got fired. Yeah, he's 72 years old and everything like that. But why not bring in somebody like that who has so much experience throughout the league and, you know, has been to Super Bowls and everything to help him, you know, help with the offense, help Josh, you know, continue to resurrect or, you know, continue, excuse me, not resurrect, but continue to grow his career and everything like that. And maybe, you know, Pete Carroll can eventually go and be a, a, a GM somewhere. And, you know, I feel like Sean really could do that with some of these guys. Like you just said, Cliff Kingsbury, another one, a young offensive of mine. Um, you know, you could get somebody off of table, staff who is a no-name, you know, who maybe somebody who was at Alabama, um, you know, somebody like that. I mean, there's plenty of guys throughout Bill Belichick's career you know, who has gone on to Alabama, LSU, all these, you know, big schools or, you know, other NFL careers. Um, But I feel like Sean could do that same thing, kind of like Andy Reid did with him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Brett, thanks for the call. I think my only thing, like you brought up Pete Carroll as an example, Carroll likely is going to be staying in Seattle and just moving to the front office. He's also is 72. I think at this point is kind of him transitioning to a different part of his career. The reason why I brought up a a guy like a Cliff Kingsbury is because he is still young. There is still – I don't want to make it sound like you know Pete Carroll's on death's door, but like there's still a like, coaching career ahead, you right? Know? No, I but- think I think Carroll's more looking at like, okay, cool, I've been here for 15 years, I've been on the West Coast for much of my life, mm-hmm. I'm just going to end it here. Like, you know, I love Seattle, I brought him a Super Bowl, I'm going to be in the front office, kind of helping the transition, yeah, and we'll go from there. Where you know Cliff Kinsbury, again, that's just the name I brought up because I was talking, you know, head coaches that were fired that maybe had a little bit of, of gravitas to him. As somebody that could be brought in, they are the quarterback coach, they are the OC, they're the wide receiver coach, whatever it is. Or or even on the defensive side, they're, you know, I, a guy I am really interested in, man, for the Bills, and I would be scared to lose him is Bobby Babbage. Yeah. Who goes from the safeties coach, is now the linebackers coach. I would be terrified to lose him because of what he has done there. But like, I I think they're going to lose him eventually as an outright DC unless they make him a defensive coordinator. And I, I, I want to watch his career with, with, with interest because he has been amazing with Buffalo since being here. He's been amazing. Do you think something like that? Do you think that promotion happens this year? Do you think he, I don't know. I, well, Eric Washington's kind of been like the guy that's put forward as yeah. the defense. He's not. I mean, he's the defensive line coach and the assistant head coach, but he's kind of been propped up as sort of like the dc for this year or like mm-hmm. kind of like the assistant to mcdermott so i i I. it seems like no it does seem like eric washington is that guy mm-hmm. i don't know for sure it totally could be just like a hey they need someone you know to go talk on you know tuesdays and wednesdays <laughs> I, I you know i have no idea <laughs> well but it, it, it would be interesting
2: i i think though like just judging by the way how this offseason has gone so far and again it's very early on but like you, you don't see too many teams like talking about oh we need this stuff we need this defensive coordinator we need like Whoever. So maybe somebody like that is safe. Maybe maybe things on the defensive side of the ball this offseason are safe because everyone has been being talked about so far is head coaches that have been fired or offensive coordinators. Yeah. So yeah. and that and that typically makes sense. Do got to hit a quick timeout here.
0: Derek Chris stay on the line. We'll get to you after a short timeout. This is the X Point Show and you listen to WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one.